welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante and back with us is Andrew P. Shea. Andy, before we get to our quarter number four topic, we need to announce our winner from the Ask Ross, and that was Jason from Quakertown. Jason will be getting in touch with you. Jason didn't ask the question, but someone else did, which created some conversation because it was about food. I'll ask you the question, Andy, and I'll tell you what I told Ross. There is a right answer to the question. Best uh, Super Bowl appetizer? Uh, the answer is queso dip. Wrong answer. Chorizo right. queso dip. We're moving on, Andy. <laughs> Obviously, you just don't get it. Was it wings? Um, of course it was wings. What else is it going to be, Andy? <laughs> My Lord. It was a simple question with a simple answer. I gave and you, you got mine. it wrong. I, I you knew gave what it. The right... It was wrong. Just it was a wrong answer, Andy. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. And that little bit of debate may be a preview of the rest of this segment, Andy. Uh, a lot of activity along the offensive line the past couple weeks, and my take on it is this may actually be a turning point for this offensive line with the activity before I start identifying these different steps they've taken what's your take can this be the time the offensive line turns its corner no I I need way more I'm not even I don't even think they've begun to rebuild to be honest with you Um, they have so much work to do to to be uh even a you know a respectable Big Ten FBS offensive line after their, you know essentially the last two seasons, that you can give me all the you know directions are going, changes are doing, all the coach speak about improvement and guys stepping up and what they're doing in the off season, all of it noise to me, just noise. I I I know you will watch in the spring. And there'll be some evaluation. You'll hear some stuff coming out of winter workouts. Noise. It's got to be an on-field production thing for me now because it, it's, it's costing them so dearly in, uh, in games on the field on Saturdays that it's the first month of the 2022 season and sort of check back. We'll check back then and see where it's at. Opportunity, potential, good words, maybe, but, man, this offensive line has a long way to go in my eyes. So I need to see, I need to see it on the field. I'm not going to hold or carry any water up a hill in terms of potential and, and any of that stuff. We're in different camps, right? So that's just where I'm at. Well, it may actually be just a question of timing, Andy, and I'm looking at, you know, first of all, let's go with the starting point, which was the 2021 season, and it was a disaster. It was not good. And you start, I'll start with Rasheed Walker, the guy who we thought was going to anchor the offensive line, 
and I'm not an offensive line expert, but I don't know if there's any other way to put it, but he was a disappointment. We know he has the tools. But my take on it is three of the five main starters are gone in Rasheed Walker, Eric Wilson, Mike Miranda. And Miranda and Walker still had eligibility but chose to move on. One to the NFL, we're not sure about Miranda. I'm going to start with trying not to be too harsh, but that might be addition by subtraction, Andy. Oh, I definitely agree with you there, Jimmy, that there is addition by subtraction. That's, that is legit because in order, change has to come through doing it differently. And part of doing it differently is addition by subtraction. You, you can't trot the same, you know, three, four, five guys out there and kind of expect it to be different. They, they need, it, it needs to be a big monumental overhaul uh, at this position, personnel-wise, instruction-wise, philosophy-wise, all of those things in terms of how it has to be different and part of it, and a, yeah, you're right. It's addition by subtraction, and that is a very small, very, very small, but it's also a step that has to be taken. Well, and also by changing over, that's not necessarily a good thing unless you have replacements. And a cynical person would say, well, maybe those guys didn't perform well, but they were still the starters. Correct. So if you're counting on the backups, maybe that's not a smart thing to do. But here's where I I think the backups may have been better, but inexperienced. By the end of the season, here's what we started to see. Juice Scruggs moved from from guard to center. I think that was an improvement at center over what they had with Mike Miranda there. So using that as the starting point. I think also two of the young players, Olu Fashanu, who came in for the bowl game, played left, left tackle, played the entire game there, did really well. I expect more from him than what we got from Rasheed Walker. I'm not saying Fashanu will be a better NFL player, but I get the feeling we're going to see him be a better college player than what we got from Rasheed Walker. I think it's also worth noting that they had Landon Tengwall available to be that left tackle who had some time there, but they chose Fashanu over him. I think that's a great compliment to Fashanu. And also, Tengwall got some playing time as the true freshman, didn't burn his red shirt at both tackle and guard. Small sample size, but I thought he showed very well also. I'll add in two more players, one being Sal Warmly, who, we, who was out with injury all season, who we to, were told would have been a starting guard had he been healthy. And now you throw another player into the mix, Hunter Norad, who was the uh, Horzad, who was the um, transfer from Cornell with a couple years of starting experience and played very well. I think that's the start of turning the corner, Andy. I do not. I do not think it's even beginning to start to turn the corner because I don't think I've seen enough body of work from some of these players, especially the ones that. Collectively, the 2021 group, Rasheed Walker, Caden Wallace, collectively, are they short on talent? No. 
Is Drew Scruggs sword on talent? No. Was he playing out of position? Maybe. But collectively, that, that group took not one or two, but three, four, five, six steps backwards as a unit, as an offensive line unit. And there was experience, talent, potential there as well. That, I don't inherently disagree with you, Jimmy. There are some, there is some potential, but I need to see it. I'm seeing such bad LOS play, which is line of scrimmage to me, plays in terms of like the things that I look for that are important, which is yards per carry, negative plays, right? Like Penn State was way back up in the nearly, and I'm not taking sacks out of the equation. They were back near 30, you know, in the upper 20s in, in terms of percentage, in terms of negative plays. That's getting beat at the line of scrimmage. It's been at least two seasons of when a defense does some sort of stunt or blitz that their, their pickup is sort of a mess and they can't really figure it out even as the game pro- progresses and as you move on from week to week. So it's, it's some of these structural things that, are, that, are pop, that pop up and are consistent that make like, okay, the names matter. Yes, you are 100% right to see some potential there, but I'm looking at production and what they are doing collectively, and I'm just seeing, I'm seeing it going backwards and backwards and backwards. In, from what I see collectively, as if if the statement is, "Gee, until we see it on the field, it it doesn't exist." You know, it's just it's merely potential. It's a valid point, but it's the same way you know we could look at. Um, Drew Aller is merely potential right now. Nick right. Singleton is merely potential right now. But as a fan, are you happy that they got perhaps the highest-rated quarter high school quarterback in the country and the highest-rated running back in the country? I'll take my chances with that <laughs> over, right. you know, a three-star guy. Now, is that a guarantee? No, it is not. No. But it's that's the starting point. And I think that's what I see with the offensive line. And let me go over the additions that they've made in the last couple of weeks. The transfer from Cornell, someone who could come in and immediately help right now. On the signing day, I know December is the big day, but in February, uh, class of 22, Vega Iowane signed up. A little bit of a surprise. He didn't stick with the, you know, left coast with the University of Washington. Then we get the announcement of J. Van Williams, four-star, class of 23. Then we see Cooper Cousins, four-star, class of 24. And by the way, class of 23, four of the eight commits are offensive linemen. And two, I think, building blocks with J. Van Williams and don't forget Birchmeyer, highest-rated interior offensive lineman in the country, a five-star. You can't I build this super offensive line without bringing in talent first. That's the first step, Andy. And I think they've completed – let me take away the word completed. They've begun that process of bringing in talent. So I'll counter and say, okay, so you go back and look at – 2021 season, you go back three recruiting classes because that's where you're going to get your offensive linemen. You brought 12 guys in in 2019 and 18, right? 12 recruited players. These aren't transfers, 
or or transfer portals or junior college, these are your recruited players. So they bought brought 12 of them in in those three classes in 18, 19, and 20. And we've seen three offensive linemen in that group develop into starters. They weren't necessarily great. They weren't very good. And two of them are still around, and that's Juice Scruggs and Caden Wallace. Rasheed Walker is going to the NFL. Yeah, Salim Worley, they say he would have been. He was from the 19 class, but he was hurt. I, I haven't seen it. Out of, the, out of the numbers that I see, I see that they brought in 12 players that they recruited as their talent, and three of them have made it onto the field, and they were part of probably two of the bigger struggling offensive lines since the 2014 season when you knew because of the, the, the sanctions and everything that going on, that offensive line didn't have a chance. We remember that era, but they're not developing it individually and collectively. It's a little worse than even the individual development. So that's what has to change. You're 100% right. You've got more of it. Can they develop it? All right, Andy. That is it for this segment. Thank you, Glass Half Empty, Andrew P. Shea. That is it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.